the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Happy belated New Year to you. I think today's the final day. Whenever you're listening, this is the final day you can say Happy New Year to somebody because we're almost into double digits by the time we record this into January. But Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New uh, Decade. All that great stuff as we're into 2020. And we want to let you know we're presented by The Athletic. Glad to have The Athletic present the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and Mike Janetti. We'll tell you more details on how you can get some great savings on your annual subscription to theathletic.com. Uh, uh, great website, great stories, and we're proud to partner with The Athletic website. Paul, Happy New Year. Mike, Happy New Year. Same to you, Kevin. Same to all everybody out there that's listening. Uh, exciting turn of the decade. That kind of caught me a little by surprise when all of a sudden you started to see a lot of these retrospective yeah. stories about, oh yeah, the decade has come to an end. You think 10 years goes by fast until they do the retrospective on what happened in the decade, and you're like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Kobe. Reti- Kobe Bryant retired six years ago. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? right. like, yes. <laughs> like what? Did Spot Track did not exist at the beginning of the decade, correct? Uh, or did it? Twenty. Twenty nine. We started the 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 basement stuff. Twenty eleven is when it really kicked in. So yeah. yeah, it was. This was an entire decade of building this thing up. That's right. Yeah. Wow, good call there. Yeah, bro. good stuff. I really probably know stuff, that so. off the top of my head a little bit. Yeah, we didn't even know who Tua Tangaloa was at the beginning of the uh, decade. It, we it's do terrible now. that we have to say that name so much now, right? I'm just, yeah, but Tua. it's easy now. You, you yeah. guys, we should all have it down now. Listen, we, he's like Beyonce of football. It's Tua. <laughs> Everybody knows Tua. He's the one-name athlete already? Yeah, 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 yes. I like it. I if like you it. say Tua... Um, you, you know, who there we're are no other about. Tua's that we're aware of at this point. No, I'm, I was just trying to. think That's a whole of, radio show. Who was the linebacker for Seattle? Uh, I'm thinking of Tatupu. Mosey Tatupu, yes. Who famously was uh, in a Simpsons episode as well, too. Right, the running back from the Patriots or the linebacker? Well, no, Mosey Tatupu was the Patriots running back. Right. Yes. Yeah. What, wasn't his son uh, the linebacker for the Seahawks? Latufa Tatupu or something? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you just want to make sure that's got nothing How to many do. One name quarterbacks could we get right now? Starting Baker for sure. Baker Tua. Does Russell count? Do we know who it is when we say Russell? Yes, I think you do. There's no other Russells. Ah, uh, boy. Well, uh, yeah, but if I, you say Russell, just it could in be sp- Westbrook, right? Yes, if you just say Russell in sports, you could think of Russell Westbrook. Bill true. Russell. Bill Russell. Sure. Yeah, that's a little right? too right. too much crossover. That's too tough. There, I think uh, Deshaun. Yeah, I would yeah. think. I don't think of him that way. Right. I guess. It depends on how he... Do. Right. Lamar. If we say Lamar... Kyler. Lamar, right? My yep. buddy Kyler. It's interesting. Kyler, yes. Kyler Murray. Your buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't say right. Josh. We're, we're stretching it now, but let's talk about uh, Tua here yeah. as he did announce that he is entering the NFL draft, um, which, you know, if we can look at this uh, one of two ways, Paul. Easy decision or tough decision I when it comes to the money. Oh, yeah. I think it's an easy decision, yeah. though. I think, I think medicine... And the NFL's ability to determine whether you're going to be healthy in a certain period of time factored into his decision. Going back and risking it made no sense. As long as the NFL feedback for him was, okay, we know that you're going to be fine even if you don't do your pro day, even if you don't do this, even if you don't do the combine. We know you're going to be fine and it isn't going to impact your draft status significantly. Then that made it an easy decision, right, Mike? So. Agent Lee Steinberg, who also reps Patrick Mahomes, by the way. So not a bad three-year run for the, for them, uh, Steinberg Sports. Definitely did their homework, right? And that's what this all comes down to. It's A, 
are, are you medically going to be cleared in time to get yourself in shape for this? He's not going to do the combine, obviously, but you know, whatever, whatever he needs to do. Uh, it seems like the, the, uh, the health is trending in the right direction. So that was step one. And step two is the, uh, the agent goes out there and, and has wink, wink conversations with all these teams. And now he knows exactly where he's going to be slotted, whether it's seven to 10 or three to five, he sort of knows where it's going to be and whatever it was, it was positive because <laughs> you know, he didn't even wait. I think to, anywhere to the in the first line. round would have been positive for uh, him, right? No. I mean, or at least first half of the first yeah, round, I right? Think, I think probably top 15 was probably the moniker for him. I, uh, I don't think that was ever going to be a problem, even if he's not. Even if he's seventy-five percent coming in toward, yeah, towards I, the draft, uh, you've got so many teams. And let's talk about it now. There are just teams that don't need him to be a twenty-twenty quarterback. So when you've right. got that in the back of your head, then yeah, who, but, who but, cares? But, but right? and I think the other thing is is I think everybody had moved to the point where Burrow was going to be number one. Oh yeah, regardless, even if Tua was healthy, no question. So in in that regard, it's not like you lost quote unquote and the number one pick. I I wanted to bring this up. Did Justin Herbert's terrible bowl game factor into this? Because I his think stock there was had some to drop. Big questions right? about him anyway. Um, you know the interesting thing though, Kevin. What Mike says, and I think to some degree, there are no quarterbacks in the first round that get drafted that get pushed to the next year very, very much Not anymore. anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know that when you say that, it, it's it's a worthy consideration because if you get drafted in the first round, whether they think they need you to play or not, there's a pretty good chance you will. Well, uh, your, your patience with your current quarterback uh, becomes uh, thinner, right? Uh, because you know you, you drafted the guy in the first round for a reason. Yeah, uh, It's to take over for that quarterback you currently have on your team. And there, I think there are so many scenarios. Yeah. Uh, there's probably five teams that I, I think are all of a sudden now are like, okay, let's go over to a, again here, scouts. Let's get it in here. Let's make our offseason plan about Tua – in our quarterback position, and I'm talking about teams that have quarterbacks, yeah, that want to return, that they can franchise, right? I mean, well, there are teams that got a new coach. There are teams that maybe losing offensive coordinators. Um, I, I, he might be the X factor in this draft and how things turn around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably right. And to to push back a little bit on Paul's point, um, you're right. It's not common anymore for guys to sit a, a full year, but I think his health condition would warrant that, don't you? Well, that I, that all depends I, on how ready he is for the start of a training I camp. I just don't know. Even if you even if you do need a quarterback in 2020, why would you rush him back on thirty you know a $35 million contract? You wouldn't, but we know everybody does. Yeah, you know I what guess I'm saying? But, I, I mean, other than Mahomes may be the Aaron Rodgers of this time frame in that he'll be the last guy that sits – Right, I mean, we, we refer to Maybe. Aaron Rodgers for waiting three years after being a first round pick. Mahomes waited a year, and and I don't know that they'll there might not not be there might not ever be another first round quarterback that waits a year. All right, let's uh, let's look at the team in our home market here. The plan, no, no, the, the, <laughs> we argued it. No, the, no, but the original plan right. was for Allen to sit, right? Like at least ten weeks, right? Yeah, and that was didn't didn't um, the quarterback retire in training camp? Orton? 
Yeah. Or, or, no, 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 it, no. There was, Who am I thinking of? Well, they had, Matt Flynn? No, they had... No, they uh, had... They had, Mackle, they had um, uh, not... Um, yeah, who am I thinking of? They had, they Peter- had A.J. McCarron and Peterman and okay. Allen. And okay. the difference, Kevin, in your point is none of those guys were established starters, you know? I mean, I think we all look back at it and go, really? You really wasted two weeks with A.J. P- with Peterman starting only because you just didn't want to start <laughs> I, I Josh Allen combined, in the opener? You, you combined McCarron and Nathan <laughs> yeah. Peterman. I thought that was great, but no. Oakland but, Raider, or Las Vegas Raiders starting quarterback but, Nathan Peterman, by but, the way. But, uh, yeah, but the, here's well, here's the point. This is a this is a quarterback that uh, was drafted in the top ten. Yeah. That the plan was not to start him right away. So whomever drafts Tua, I don't think this is a Kyler Murray situation where we're taking him number one right and, dra- and start him right. Burrow probably right with the Bengals. I okay. think they're well, all going to be slated to start. Well, Kevin, let's talk, let's talk about it because there's a there's a reason why they wouldn't have to. If Cincinnati does this, they don't have to cut Andy Dalton. No, they don't. He's got one year of seventeen million left. Right. That's completely tenable. You could you could absolutely keep that and let either let them compete in training camp, right? And, and if Burrow wins it outright, obviously he starts. But he doesn't. Ha- they don't have to make a move. They don't have to make Burrow the, the week one starter at the draft. And teams that are available for Tua, the Detroit Lions could do this exact same thing with drafting Tua. Letting Stafford play out one year and then trading Stafford in 2021. The Miami Dolphins could, they're going to keep Fitzpatrick. He's got like $4 million of that $8 million fully guaranteed. They're going to keep him and they love yeah, him. Right. He's going to be on that roster. Again, he the pro- entire he could AFC compete. loves him now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anybody that plays against the Brady him Slayer. Loves him. <laughs> um, but they're in a situation where they don't have to move on from their current quarterback. Carolina at number seven, the number seven pick. Same situation. Cam Newton at nineteen million. They don't have to move on from Cam Newton. So you've got teams in the top seven who don't have to rip it all up, even if they draft Tua or Joe Burrow. And then there are teams that did not make the playoffs that have question marks at the quarterback position. Yeah. One being the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Uh, another being uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Chargers. And the Chargers. Right? Yeah. Those are no questions. But there's two reasons. Mike, why why I don't know that that's really going to happen much anymore. There's the non-football reasons of the pressure of the fan base, of the ownership, of we drafted this guy, uh, we got to get him in. That's pretty large. The second thing is the quarterbacks have never been more ready to play from game one than they ever had before. I am completely of the thinking that you are a better quarterback if you wait and you watch, even if it's a couple of games. But but let's be honest, all it doesn't happen anymore, and these guys are more ready to come in and play because the offenses have never been more what the in the pros of what they played in college, so there isn't necessarily that learning curve. Well, there's, there's a big number three to that, too, and it's You've got, you've got, yeah, you've got a guy who's worth nine million a year for four years versus you know Cam Newton at nineteen million next year. That's why you do it. While the logic would say the Bengals would sit Burrow and play Dalton, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast, and I don't know that any of us sitting in this room would put any of our money on that happening. The pushback on what I just said is they save that seventeen million, which is half of Burrow's contract. Right. By, I, by by not paying Dalton next year, you have paid half of Joe Burrow's contract. Well, isn't Dalton a trade target? But we'll talk about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, if you draft Joe Burrow, if you, that means you're moving on from Andy Dalton. Let's, let's have this conversation because I've, I've done a little bit of draft work now that the year has turned over here. And we've kind of haphazardly mentioned how this is a great quarterback class. 
Well, we don't know. I, draft it seems wise, that way. I, 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 well, it's been it's been hyped that way because Herbert it's was always hyped that way. Well, Her, Herbert was the number one pick heading into yeah. this thing. I know Burrow I, I ripped it away, and now, yeah. then Tua got in. I, I'm not even sure Herbert's a first round pick anymore. So he will be because of his measurables and because of the, you know, I said to, I was watching that bowl game and I said to one of my buddies, I said, he's kind of Jake Locker, isn't yeah. he? And, 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 and my Osweiler buddy said, S. yes, but he goes, that probably won't prevent him from being a first round pick because of the nature of the, of the position, yeah. the need and the skill set. You know, guys get drafted who don't ever really produce very well if they have all the things that teams are looking for. And to me, that's a lot of, J- of Herbert, isn't it? I, it is, and I agree. And I, and for all, all of the reasons you said, plus the ability to get a fifth-year option, uh, take a quarterback well, in the first round. But it, it, my, my point in this is I'm not sure that these teams that are quarterback needy are going to be clamoring for a draft pick. If you're not going to get two and you're not going to get Burrow, which, you know, 31 teams aren't going to ha- that it's not going to happen for guys like Dalton and Cam Newton and Philip Rivers. I-, I think there might be homes for them. I think there, I think there might be homes for those. Sure. Teams. Sure. Where- whereas we've had discussions where I- we had trouble finding homes for them because, you know, why would Cincinnati do anything besides Burrow? Why would Miami do anything besides Tua? I, I don't know. Is-, is Tua the best, the best play for Miami or should they have seven years of Andy Dalton? which they could easily get. I think, again, where you're at as a franchise, you, you kind of stiff-armed your fan base a little bit for one year by not drafting one when people thought you would or yeah. should last year. I don't know that you can go another year without doing that. Um, I think I think they have to take a quarterback, and Tua would seem to be the logical guy. There's there's uh, You can connect the dots between Saban to Belichick to Flores. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, and, and, and I, didn't you say this already on one of these podcasts? Couldn't you totally see Tua being the New England Patriots starting quarterback? He's got that sort of... Uh, mindset a little bit. So, so if 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 the Patriots would think that way, and we think that of the Patriots, a lot of other teams will. I I think the only uh, well, first of all, I I, I mentioned this to Mike before we started recording. The, the Patriots thing—that's a whole other discussion because it's, of it's not like only seven-hour radio. Show. Yeah, not only not only Brady, <laughs> uh, but I don't. Uh, how can they have a first-round draft pick this year? Because of the video thing, the I don't punish- think they're losing a first round pick for it. Oh, they're going to get fined for as long as I, I at, at this point it seems to be trending that they're not going to blame the football department for this. You can't take a first round pick away if you're not going to pin it on the football department. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, this you is really sort of, this is not on the football department. It, uh, whatever. That's a- what anyhow, the evidence listen, seems to be showing. At okay, the sure. Anyhow, this is not the first time. Is my point <laughs> right? So. Uh, whatever you know, that's not going to clearly fly. didn't cheat enough. That's not. <laughs> I mean, right? that's not going to fly with the fans. But whatever the Patriots, I, I just don't see them in position to move up to get him. If other teams are uh, going to move up to get uh, to if they're interested in doing so, let's uh, let's preserve so, the Patriots yes, stuff for another whole, show. You're but, right, but you know what? That's for every other show that covers but, football. Well, talks no, about no, we'll get into it for sure. We're gonna we're gonna get into all these NFL teams eventually this offseason, but. Does anybody really not think that if Brady leaves, it's it's not going to be Teddy Bridgewater in New England? Uh, my 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 conversation ends there. The Sa- I don't think the Saints are keeping him. Why would they? Not Taysom with, Hill, not clearly, with Taysom Hill, he right. clearly seems to be the next man up. Certainly seem and He's, Breeze is not done. Can't right. be done. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Breeze is done. Yeah, you're not money wise. Is he done? Drew Breeze didn't make that fifty yard pass. 
No, he did not. That is true. But was that does that mean that, Drew Brees can't make that fifty yard pass anymore? I I got it. Tom Brady can't make that pass anymore. Tom Brady and Drew Brees can throw the football on a fifty yard play. Can they throw it at the speed in which it needs to be thrown how, with a receiver? That's another question. How many times do you need to throw fifty yard passes? To yes, be successful? that is that. That's a, a a great point. Kirk Cousins made that throw. <laughs> Cousins did make that throw. Yes. All right. Let's uh, get to off which, those teams. To which, by the way, everybody in Minnesota said, "Finally." Anyhow, and I finally. said, "Pay him." It's about yeah. time he earned all that eighty million on one throw. Yeah. Base. Well, you know, good. By the way, Breeze good, is going nowhere. By the good way, good for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. By the way, yes. I mean to step up and play in a big game. All the questions about him. Um, he. That's uh, a win that matches performed. his numbers. Finally, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. That's that, what you paid him for. Bingo. That kind of win. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about these, these teams in the in the off season here. So I want to get through all 32 eventually, uh, but four at a time. Okay. So we're going to start with four. I kind of randomly picked four here to kind of quickly go sure. through. I've got some notes on each of these teams. We'll get to everybody. So if you're a, yeah. a Patriots fan or you're a, a Broncos fan, we'll get to you eventually. Keep, keep yeah. listening. Unless you have a two-hour commute. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, binge them. <laughs> uh, let's start with the Chargers, all right? And, and let's talk about their quarterback position. We'll start there with uh, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I, we've mentioned it before. Uh I don't think any of us think he's the same Philip Rivers. I, I don't think any of us think he's he got was bad this year. Yeah, I don't know if he's he was got bad. I, I was in the camp at some point during the season where I thought he was totally done, um, almost Eli-ish. I, I don't think I'm too far off that, but I'm hearing so much about him wanting to continue and that there's a team in Indianapolis that would take him in a heartbeat. Totally. I, you know, you, I'm um, glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that after last week's yeah. podcast, and we didn't really mention it. I, you know, Frank Reich used to coach there. Right. He was his quarterback's coach. Um, he, he, that's a perfect marriage. I think that might have been the best version of Philip Rivers, too, is when Frank Reich was behind him. So I I get it, uh, and, and we're going to get to the Colts next and why Philip Rivers might have to come there, but I, I does he have anything left? Is it a Peyton Manning going to Denver kind of situation? Is that what this is going to be? Maybe. Right? I, there yeah. may be enough left, depending yeah. if there's a lot around him. He's that, fiery. That, let's put it that way, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one great. Of the, he's a big trash talker, yeah. which people are like, yeah, he's right. a trash talker. So, so what are the, what's the Chargers' future then? Well, they, they, they have the quarterback, and then they have a running back situation too. They have a running back situation. And, and one in which I'm like, I'm not sure Eckler, Eckler's the guy for me. Yeah, I don't think there's much conversation. I think they let Melvin Gordon walk. Yeah, so does anybody um, have a running back situation anymore? Oh, man. I tweeted out. I had a tweet with like 15 running backs. Yeah, but, but my, just, my, my point, the know. reason I say that was is because there's so many of them available and they're so easily replaceable. No one has a running back situation. Even if you don't have anybody on your roster, yeah. you don't. it's not a bad situation. Right. Yeah, I, I think he's going to fall somewhere for dirt cheap because there's 12 to 15 available. Um, Austin Eckler's a restricted free agent, and they haven't signed him yet. That's interesting to me. Hmm. Usually you get those guys done. You don't want to threat – I mean, sure. a, a running back offer sheet would be <laughs> unbelievable. You, you, but you, you do have two um, seemingly really good running backs coming out of the draft too. Yes. Right. 15 to th yeah probably back end of the first round right that yeah, yeah Dobbins kid Taylor from Wisconsin and then yeah. the Georgia kid no the Georgia the, kid and then the, the that Dobbins kid from Ohio State he's right. a playmaker well, yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin Wisconsin might, might right be he's the a bruiser guy of them all and, and, he's a and let's it's a you know sometimes it's a copycat league let's not uh, discount what uh, Henry just did for the Tennessee Titans and if you got a, you got a horse that you can uh, you know keep riding like that yes. now not everybody's Derrick Henry I mean. 
Have you seen his high school stuff? Oh, yes. Did you see this that stuff? Was, it was going around yesterday. That looked like Shaquille O'Neal playing against a 50, peewee basketball. 55 touchdowns in his senior <laughs> oh, year. He was probably 240. He was the same size. School, right? It's yeah. unbelievable. It was like the same size. It was, it was like watching, uh, you know, <laughs> it, was in, it was Goliath out there. Man. It was incredible. He's, in, he, he's incredible. The, the, right. the amount of touches he's able to do, the pounding he takes. Um, I think they eventually get Eckler done, um, just to wrap that up. But but look at they've got where are they seventh, sixth, sixth drafting six. Are they drafting a quarterback? Uh, how could they not? Well, so who, if if you let Philip walk, where are you going? I mean, is that an Andy? Unless Dalton they uh, kind of spot? they've got Tyrod, they got they Tyrod drafted Taylor, Easton Stick, which you know, I don't even know what that means. Um, nothing. It means nothing. It means I don't nothing. think even Tyrod means anything. No, not even for a one year bridge. It only uh, to me, I think Tyrod's established that he's not. You're not going to win a lot with him. Yeah. He can hold the position. So again, if you're going to draft a guy that isn't quite ready to step in, could he be a starter for a while? Probably. New stadium, right? New stadium. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> that that's why the Tom Brady rumors aren't going to go away there because of California, because of a new stadium. Um, you know, it, it's it's part of the equation, isn't it? Well, they would have. You got to. Plus, would, if you read the ESPN article about how much they're struggling to sell tickets sure. to make any mark in the LA market, there has to be a public relations component to this, doesn't there? Well, oh yes. Tom Brady on the Chargers with Eckler and uh, who's a receiver? Hunter Henry and Keenan, Keenan Allen, and Keenan Mike, Allen. Williams. Mike Williams. I, the the team is is there for you. That that's why it's remember, possible that Rivers was the 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 missing the four, piece. Yes, right. Yeah, and I, what I was going to say or was we were link. some of us, I believe me, were picking the Chargers to be a Super Bowl sure. team at the beginning of the year. They they felt but but they they fell apart. But they didn't lose a lot of the players that that we were picking them for. So for them to come back and be a real contender in the AFC next year with good quarterback playing, if they finally upgrade their offensive line, is entirely possible. What's their What's their cap space? Uh, the Chargers fifty fifty six million, right? 20. They're fine. They can so do what they need. Are they going to pay? Wait, hang on. No, Go ahead. are they going to take thirty five of that and pay Brady? He didn't. He say here's the odds on Brady. Isn't a report out that Brady was like not going to give the Patriots a hometown discount anymore? Peter King alluded to that yeah. yesterday. You can get three to one odds that Brady will not be a Patriot next year. Here's the favorites. It's a it's the Browns at eleven to two. Never He's not it's playing the, for the Browns. Never. It's no. the Panthers at six to one. He's not playing. Don't there sleep either. on that. He's not. Well, that the only reason the Browns is there, they're assuming McDa- McDaniel's going to be the head coach, right? That would be the only. That's reason. That's why he's the favorite. I think that's why they're the favorite. It's the Raiders at six to one, a very similar situation to the Chargers, and it's the Chargers. Chargers six to one as well. By the way, did not Derek Carr? Did he not put up numbers this year? I'm not a Derek Carr guy. We're not sure if he. If to me, Gruden's it's every other Derek, year. Are we not sure if Gruden's a Derek Carr guy either? It doesn't uh, sound like it. He threw for like four thousand yards. I think he's. I like him. I love There's him. There's a chance he's that too. he's Kirk Cousins, and he uh, just and he just needs a change of scenery. I think he's Truly. better than that. Well, I, well, I think well then a change good. of scenery would make perfect yeah. sense. So I think is, he's pretty good. So is that the Chargers starting quarterback? Could be. I, it could be. I think he's pretty good. Uh, if if it's if it's Dalton, Carr, Winston. Bridgewater, Cam Newton. Who's the Chargers starting quarterback in 2020? You said Dalton, Carr. Let's just say they can all they can all be had. I don't think Stafford can be had till 2021. I think, I'll say Derek Carr. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think Derek Winston Carr. stays. I think Prescott stays. 
So I think those five are probably available. I think the Chargers are one of those teams that as we sit here today, and if you're already thinking about next NFL season where every year a quarter of the playoff teams come from not being playoff teams, the Chargers to me are one of those teams that you should smartly pick to bounce bounce back. back. We rattled off their weapons. If they get the quarterback thing, you've got a pretty good coaching staff there. Um, You know, again, they don't have any home field advantage. That's a problem for them. They don't have any real support the new stadium may change that um you but know, let me just go remember derwin james who really blew up yes. as a safety yes. was hurt for this year a lot of the defense um, was banged up yeah you know so Bosa. so all, they get all those guys back they're the same team that people were picking to go to the super bowl this year just let me let me go back to this again if they pay brady 35 million dollars on a one-year deal on, on, a, on a i think two he goes for, for a, i think he goes for a two-year deal okay and let's say it's I mean, are they going to take up that much space at their quarterback position and still pay Eckler? No. So what you do is you make that a five-year deal. That's actually a two. So you spread out a nice signing sure. bonus. So it's like a $20 million cap hit. You're fine. Okay. You can still get, get Eckler done and get your draft pool in, all that stuff. The number six pick is going to have a pretty that would good be, cap hit. So. That would be, it would be phenomenal to see but, Brady there. But where is Brady on that list of quarterbacks I just said? Well, he, well Brady can't throw the ball down the field to Mike Williams. He can't do it. He, he he will admit it to you. He can't do it. He'd love Hunter well, Henry. Well, listen to me. Brady if, and Hunter Henry hold on would be best friends. If they are, it, yeah. <laughs> By the way, they got to sign Hunter Henry. Right. If if he's going, whatever team he goes to, the offense is changing. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, there's no question. Okay, but but they need a dink and dunk offense. Right. Uh, let's go. Let's listen. I don't. I, I don't want coming to Buffalo. We no. can't keep saying Brady every team here. Sure. But, right. he's okay. The, he's the most viewed player own, on Spotrack, Kevin. Brady show. I, 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 well, he <laughs> listen. His he, he wants to play. I think he made that pretty clear that he yeah, wants he, to play. Yeah, he did. That's the only thing that we. Um, I thought Crafts. Let's he, just talk him. Him. By the way, just, I, comments. I just want to say this. Talking about right. Him playing for another team just seems incredibly unlikely. Me too. I agree with you. Yeah, right. You heard what Robert Kraft said. We sure hope we can figure something out. Something right. to that degree. Uh, it, it, whatever he said, it was alluding to the fact that we're not sure Tom wants to be back here. Yeah. Sure. And remember, remember, we've made, I, what, we've made the point here that I don't ultimately think it's Bel- it's Brady's decision. I think, I think Belichick's, it's Belichick's Me too. decision. I, I, well, he, nobody well, gets rid of players when they, when they need to be more than yeah, but, Belichick. But let's, if you're Tom Brady, okay, let's, let's read the tea leaves. He's taken discounts yeah. every year. And they've won. Mm-hmm. And now he's like discounts over. And if he looks at his team, he's like, they're going to pay me. They can't pay anybody else. Right? Yeah. We tried to bring in a guy here. And we, like, look where we went. We went to a problem guy. A couple of problem it, guys. Couple, yes, a couple of problem guys. They didn't work out. They're not going. They don't. If they pay him, they don't have the money to go pay a top flight receiver to can bring I, in there. They don't. They, they they also there are also aren't top flight receivers available. Correct. That's the point to make. And here. then AJ Green ain't gonna fix that team. You're gonna have to trade. <laughs> you're gonna have to trade to get them. So you're gonna have to weaken yourself to get them. Where? But that's worth some it. Some right? of these teams. Let's have this conversation. Sure. Because this but wait. is the move, Kevin. You trade two first for Julio Jones. That's the move. That's if, the. That's if Atlanta is willing to get rid of them, sure. Come on. A, a bad Atlanta be. team that's got Calvin Ridley ready to go, you do it. You do it. That, I don't that's disagree. The team they that should. keeps Tom Brady in New England and makes them a Super Bowl contender immediately. 
That's the that's the move. I, I think the interesting thing about all this, Kevin, is I think I think to get, let's give Tom some credit that he understands that his legacy is important to him. Um, I you know he's a kid that grew up as yeah. uh, idolizing Joe Montana. He has to have looked at Joe Montana the way his career ended, maybe not so great. His career in, ended in the AFC Championship yeah, on another but, team. But but you know I I gotta oh, think that he so looks bad. at that as a 49er and goes, eh, do I want to do yeah. that? Do I want that okay. to be a part of my career? Hold on. But now all that no, said, they, he's going to demand that the Patriots do the things they can do to sure. make him successful. They just Didn't he just film something with Peyton Manning? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's Peyton Manning. Don't you think they had that conversation off camera? Hey, Peyton, what of was course. it like going to play for another team there? You know, you went and won a Super Bowl with another team. Yeah, but... You don't I've, think Tom Brady wants to do that? No, no. I, I've heard this I've heard this argument, Kevin. This is, the, this is the right response to that. Peyton Manning needed that Super Bowl. Peyton Manning sure. needed that Super Bowl for his luggy. Tom Brady doesn't need a well, damn thing. He doesn't need a damn thing. He also knew he was going to a, to a team with a great defense that wouldn't that wasn't going to ask him to do a ton that he couldn't do anymore. And let's be honest, it's Tom easy just to, is it's, on that team. I know. Well, it's easy to look in hindsight and say, oh, it made it paid off for Peyton Manning because they won a Super Bowl. Not you know, if they don't win okay. a Super Bowl, we're we're lumping him in with Namath and all the other guys that kind of tarnished their careers by going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But and it also you know wasn't I, Peyton Manning's decision. I, so I look at this completely different. I don't think that's right. He, he was released. Yeah, you because can, of the injury. You can say tarnished. Well, you don't think he didn't orchestrate his release because of that? They, they weren't going to play him. He, he wanted to still, no. they, they he wanted to still play. I, I know the court, their doctor said he shouldn't play with a neck. I, I, I get it. But I, listen I, to me. I think there's a similar conversation happening with Bill Belichick right now. You guys, <laughs> you look at tarnished. Like I. You could say Joe Montana tarnished his legacy. I don't look at it that really? way. Really? Yeah. So many do. Oh, that's well, that's unfortunate. Joe Montana at the time was the greatest quarterback to play football, mm-hmm. right? He won four Super Bowls with the 49ers. They had young, so they, they moved on, yeah. and he goes to the Chiefs, and he gets them to the AFC Championship with a great defense. And you say because he got throttled by Bruce Smith in the game, and the Bills go to the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, Joe, uh, Joe Montana was garbage. That is that, that is the worst thing I've ever I heard about I one of the didn't great say players. He was garbage. I said I think that stint of his career was kind of. I think I. I for, he went to the AFC yeah, well, freaking championship game. But he game. was Joe Montana, and the bar was set but higher than here's that. The, we're talking about some of the greats of all time, Hall of Famers who said, I'm not done, and got their team to the playoffs. Brett Favre, we can look at oh, look at all the interceptions. Brett Favre still able to play at a fairly high level yeah. at, at an advanced age, and people are like, oh, look at he tarnished you. I'm like, no, this is a guy who says, I'm not done yeah. because you're done with me either because Tom, you drafted somebody. So Tom, I look at it differently. Either Tom Brady wants the challenge of going to a new team, or he says, I this is where I am home, and I don't want to have to learn a whole new team and a whole new situation. That's ultimately what this decision, yeah, this, amongst the other factors, boils be, down to. This really and, shouldn't and I, be a none conversation. None of us know what, what his thinking would be about that. I mean, it's not going to be hard for the Patriots to fix this if that's the play. If the play is right. keep Brady and fix this, you do what I just said, and you get yourself a tight end, and there are tight ends available. Maybe two of the best. Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry are available. <laughs> They're get, they need go a tight and get end. Them. Yes. Go and get them. Um, so you can, that's certainly what was missing. Was, Absolutely. Was anything across the middle, right? Tom Brady didn't have a short option across the middle. So Gronk took so much attention yeah. from the def- opposing defenses. And the running game. And, the run- and he blocked. He's a great <laughs> blocker. 
you know, the, the guy's a Hall of Fame tight end. He may have been yeah. the best weapon in the NFL during the peak of his sure. career because sure. he played a position that what, there was no one else like him. He may not, yeah. you know. I, I, what Isn't I'm it a big to, reason why we I'm all picked the Chiefs? What I'm trying to say is he wasn't the Travis best Kelsey. receiver. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, we just feel like that combination the, the, works. The right. Chiefs and Niners, right? It's their, yes, their tight Kittle. ends, yes. right? Yes. Yes. And why did the Eagles lose? Uh, you could say Wentz, but Ertz was half Ertz dead. Was yeah. half yes. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to right. let's get let's uh, let's the back on our list. Well, did we did we, did we beat the Colts yet? Or let's quickly talk Colts. I'm sorry. Do we like Brissett? They don't even know if they like. I don't think they know. They don't think they do. They don't think they do. That's why this Rivers talk's happening. It's real. Um, is Rivers the best fit? I don't know. But it, we talked about why it makes a ton of sense. Here's the problem. Uh, we've the, the rest of that roster is somewhat turnkey, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, they didn't play as well as we thought they were going to play uh, based on what we saw in 2018. They had a down year defensively, so they can fix some pieces there. Yeah, Leonard was but hurt for Darius Leonard. That, was that was a big that part of it. A lot. That was a big part of it. But they've got some secondary issues to fix for sure, which they can address in the free agency with $96 million of cap to work with. That's a lot of cap. And three, um, four, and three picks in the, the top 45. And three top 45 picks. So they're going to be fine with filling in their holes. A big one to watch, though, is Anthony Costanzo, their left tackle, who has been rumbling about an Andrew Luck-type retirement. Um, he said it the second of the last – after the game finished in week 16 um, – about 10 years in the league, pretty close. Yeah, right? and he's had injuries and he's taken a beating. I mean, he's been <laughs> he's been essentially, you know, Andrew Luck's fall guy for a lot of this what happened on those bad teams. Uh, if he retires, that's a big hole to fill. And that's a hole we haven't seen. I mean, that's a big reason why these Patriots had the, the problems they had. We talked about it before the season. The Patriots lost three quarters of that offensive line and Brady, you know, Brady was not the same Brady. Well, once you're thinking about retiring, you're already retired. I think that's right. So that's really something to keep an eye on there because that's a big hole to fill. And then T.Y. Hilton, you know, he's Will Fuller, you know, 2.0. He just cannot stay on the field. When he's on the field, they're, they're a phenomenal team, but he's the only wide receiver option on that team right now w- worth a darn. So they're going to have to put at least two more weapons around whoever the quarterback's going to be. Um, Rivers is going to a worse situation if he goes to Indianapolis, is my point. He's, it's a wor- Jack Doyle's not Hunter Henry. T.Y. Hilton is not Keenan Allen. It's just... That's just a fact. So um, they're going to have to do some rebuilding on the offensive side of the ball, whoever the quarterback is. Let's, uh, they are positioned well, though, to do things with nearly $100 million in cap space yep. and, and those three picks. Top picks, yep. Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, this, is, this team is so interesting, right? Yes. Because it's, so much of it is about, is it about Ben. I think we all want Ben back, and I can tell you from a contract standpoint, he better come back because <laughs> – uh, otherwise, there's going to be some arbitration <laughs> hearings to, to go through to get to clear up some cap space, if possible, because he's he's essentially locked in um, with tons of dead cap. I I think they want him back after seeing what they saw with Mason Rudolph and uh, Duck. So for at least one more year, he's going to be the. It, isn't it crazy how he might be the last quarterback standing from that draft class? Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. Huh? I mean, right? Because he he's got two years left in the deal. He could essentially be here through 2021. I think they probably want him through 2021. Apparently, he's got a little extra padding. Right oh, now, yeah. so. <laughs> you know, listen. <laughs> he'll get in shape. He'll, he he'll had, get he, where he needs to he, be. He grew the Yukon Cornelius beard. Uh-huh. And a few other listen, things about him grew, I It think. was winter. He's wearing extra layers. Yeah, yeah. his cheeks grew a little bit, too. So. He's always had a big face. Yes. Is he, ha- is he a heady guy? 
I, I think he is. I'm being serious. Yeah, I think he, he is. He seems to me like like he looks like a goof, but I bet he puts in a ton it, of work. Is, isn't he kind of remind you of like the some of the great quarterbacks of bygone era? He's he's like the yeah. Sonny Jurgensen <laughs> of his era, right? You know, just just like these big guys who don't really aren't great athletes. Don't you don't think they're great athletes? No, no, I know the perception is they're not great athletes. Um, they're just guys that you know like feel like they put the cigar down when they get ready to take the shotgun snap. Sometimes Ben's great. He's so different. What you're looking at me like, like what no, are you I talking about? I love it. I love it. He's a character. For he's sure. a character. For sure. He's not a great athlete. He's not. Oh, like I a, disagree. He, well, well, he's I think no Doc Hodges. But. I think he's a very good athlete. No, I, I think his the, footwork's always you, been great. Right, but you don't look at him as a great athlete. You don't look at him as like the the, the great mind, no. like the Mannings and the Braves. I mean, he's just a guy that makes plays. No matter what you need to do, whether that was the call play or not, or whether three guys are going to bounce off him, he just makes plays. And I. <laughs> think that's his he legacy. has certainly made subpar arsenals better no question there's no question he is that quarterback um which is why you want him back even if he's 30 38 years old and coming off a major injury so uh, so much of this offseason you know revolves around that uh, happening and i'm just going to assume it is going to happen they're still in cap hell so i uh i don't know and there's no first round pick and that's a big part of this mm. they traded that for minka fitzpatrick which worked out gangbusters good trade for him yeah. huge yeah. trade because he's cheap for three years yeah he's cheap for three more years now so um that was obviously a, a, a worthwhile move but it puts them in a bad spot right now because if there's no ben they're sort of in limbo for 2020 what if they all right well, um I shouldn't say that there's there's available could be Andy Dalton. Bud I was going to say, I feel like could Andy, be Andy Dalton, Dalton could be the starting quarterback there. <laughs> Bud Dupree franchise tag him, Yeah, this right? is a, this kid's a player. Uh, he's worth $16 million. The franchise tag is $16 million. The problem is they don't have $16 million in cap right now. So, ah. so there's going to be some uh, you know, some tinkering. They can, you can always free up cap space. It's just that's a lot to work with on one deal. So my, my guess is they give him a multi-year deal and they structure the cap to push down a little bit. But we'll see. Um, that's a player you probably don't want to lose. That's the that's a Steelers type player. It yes. just kind of fits the mold. So they've always I had great him. linebackers, yeah. right? I mean, I know. Oh, edge edge guys. Uh, the Jets is Pittsburgh a bounce back team? Oh yeah, are we I, putting I, them with the Chargers? If with Ben's ben, back, if Ben's back, yes. I mean, if Connor and Schuster are healthy, which I, I guess that's, that's something big. we have to that monitor. Was big, yeah. That that's a that's a three man arsenal that can win. I right? almost feel like they're Pittsburgh. There's they always bounce back. Yeah, yeah. right. They always no matter Gotta, what, no matter who. Aren't they in every other year kind of team? Who the names we're talking yeah. about? They always do. By the way, but that's always been because Roethlisberger was. There. That's right. And anybody had questions about their coach? That those should be oh, no. squashed. Oh, right? God, I trade a first round pick for yeah, him. He's great. Yeah, he's a great coach. Uh, the Jets. Maybe not such a great coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Okay. Gosh, so that, so right? that that's why they're on this list right now because I think that's the conversation. Can is there this anybody team... more uninspiring in a press conference besides <laughs> Bill Belichick than uh, Adam Gates? But at least Belichick, you know, a is doing it on purpose, and yeah. b has no reason to do anything. And, other he's, than and he's worth the price tag. Right. Can this team overcome Adam Gase, or is this going to be a a tank year? Is this thing going to go down before it comes back up? They weren't as bad this year. They had a they nice seven finish games. to the end of the year. I think Darnold's the real deal. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know why they felt like they had to play the back page game and signing Le'Veon Bell because he was almost irrelevant this year. Um, I, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't really win because of him um, down the stretch he this certainly, year. He certainly got better when Darnold was consistently around. Right. I think that one-two punch probably does work, especially in the passing game. 
Um, I'm interested to see. Right. I, I don't think you he know gets they traded, they, they the hired <laughs> a, a bright young, highly thought of general manager. If he starts to exert more of his influence over Gase, yeah. um, then then you know again, there's a lot of pieces in place there um, that make you feel good. They have the great safeties. Uh, their line needs to upgrade. All right. You so know. here's the problem. Because let's stop there, Paul. That that's that is it. They've got to fix like three three fourths of that line, um, and they won seven games, which makes them the eleventh pick. That didn't do many favors, right? Because right? that number one tackle is going top five, probably fifth. Um, so they're going to have to rely on the number two tackle, which is fine. I think I think there's probably three or four really good tackles in this first round this year. Um, they didn't do this. They may have to move up. Is my point because they're number eleven right now, and they're not eight or nine where they probably should have been because they won a couple of silly games at the end of the year, which I know sounds ridiculous, but when you're not first, be last, right? That's sort of how things have to work in this league right now. Um, <laughs> So they may have they they may have to finagle a little bit to get themselves in, in a spot to get a legitimate left tackle, which they have needed for so long. And now they've got Darnold. Uh, they've got to do right by him. Robbie Anderson's an, an interesting cat here. Yes. Um, I don't think everybody loves Robbie Anderson, including the Jets. But like I said, it's a weak free agent class, and he's going to be uh, one of the top three options if he's the good. Jets don't sign he's him. Good, a good he can play. Player. There's a lot of devils you know against the devils you don't know, right? Nice. Uh, before we get to some uh, coaching uh, contracts, some Super Bowl odds, I yep. want to tell you about The Athletic, uh, our presenting sponsor, our subscription-based sports news site. They give you in-depth sports coverage for all fans out there. You can get detailed coverage every trade, free agent signings that will be coming up in football, and storylines on your team, as well as expert analysis from national writers like Ken Rosenthal, Michael Lombardi. Pierre Lebrun's been busy in hockey with another firing the other day of uh, Peter Laviolette and the, the Predators. Plus, you get deep, deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Partnow. Join today. You get 40% off your subscription by going to theathletic.com slash track 40 off we spell Spot Trek, by the way, S P O T R A C. So it's the athletic.com slash S P O T R A C 40 off. If you're into the coaching stuff, which we're going to talk about here in a moment, Mike Lombardi, the former NFL GM, is yes. a great athletic read. All right, let's talk about the NFL coaching carousel and the contracts. And, Mike, you um, in our show notes brought up a great question here. Should the coaching salaries count against the salary cap system? Yeah, I, it's really just a, a, a what-if kind of scenario. Um, we hear so much now about these coaching contracts. There's so much turnover, uh, and they're basically fully guaranteed contracts. Almost all of them are fully guaranteed. Maybe you get a, a trailing end year here and there. But the buyout the, the money— The offsets are the only thing that—and by offsets, what happens is if a coach gets sure. fired and you are owed $5 million a year and he gets a job as a defensive coordinator at $1 million a year, you only have to pay him four. Guess what's happening there, though? Uh, oh, I know the other the, the teams hiring them. They say we're not going to. They they take a contract for fifty bucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> to not, be exaggerating well, here, in, right? In order to, to stick it to the other team, cash wise. Well, in the case of Mike McCarthy, what did he do? He he sat a year. Sat a year. He sat on his butt for a year because the Packers had to pay him anyway. So he didn't he didn't apply for the offsets. He just said I'm gonna I'm gonna vacation with my family for a year and watch football on TV yeah. and make a ton of money. And then I'm sure there'll be six jobs ready for me when I want it. So you're seeing that happen. That's why that's all part of this conversation. Like if if it's that tongue in cheek, then McCarthy was smart. I, I think in doing so because he could take his time to pick his next spot instead of rushing into he something. Got a good right? spot, didn't he? Like Ron Rivera, it was like boom right away. Yeah. You're with the Redskins. Boom. And, and if yeah. you've seen any of the McCarthy stories, he spent the year kind of reeducating himself. He had and, to. And uh, he he and a bunch of the other guys on his staff. 
got together and sort of created this little coaching uh, office, so to speak, and they evaluated every game every week. And I think you'll see a different kind of Mike McCarthy in Dallas now because of what he learned from sort of taking a 30,000 you know, uh, foot high view of the league. Well, Jerry hasn't announced it yet. He's going to wait till the second quarter of the divisional playoffs this week <laughs> to have a press conference for that. Speaking uh, of Jerry, but, no, but let me just say this real quick. No, on the right, speak of Jerry, then I want to I want to answer Mike's question about the cap. Well, that's that's where I'm going. Speaking of Jerry, about that, I think they should count. But guys like Jerry Jones will never allow it to happen because Jerry Jones, by nature of the revenue that he makes, can spend more money and blow more money on coaching than other teams in the league. And to him, that's an advantage that he will never allow to change. Well, here's what I think. I think there ought to be a separate cap for coaches. That's interesting. So you have the salary cap for players and you have a salary cap for coaches. Okay. And therefore... Hey, if the, the salary cap, let's say it's $20 million mm-hmm. for a coaching staff, you want to spend $10 million on your head coach? Go ahead. Good luck finding the staff, by the way, to fill in that rest of the $10 million, yeah. Well, right? I mean, what happens when you fire that staff and you still have to pay them and now you have to hire? See, that's where the problem well, the is going to be. Still hap- offsets still happen, okay? But yeah, if you if if nobody hires him and you got to pay it out, that's on you. Yeah, you might you might you might spend twenty you might spend twelve of that twenty on a staff and then fire all those guys and only have five left to pay your new staff. Well, yeah. no, no, but, but I mean I mean uh, it's it's just it's this is the amount you have to spend every year. There's no dead cap on coaches, mm-hmm. uh, those sort of things. That to me, this way you're if you're if you want to level the playing field and what you're going to pay your coaches then that's the only way you can do it. Will the other owners do that? Probably not. Well, the players certainly don't want this because it'll affect their salaries. Well, they don't want it to count on their cap. Mm-hmm. But so that's why I'm saying there should be a separate cap that's a coaching cap. So we don't want John Gruden making $10 million a year? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, well, I, I don't care how much John Gruden makes, but what I'm saying is if I'm the if John Gruden's deemed the best coach, mm-hmm. right? And you're I, wrong. He's a, I, well, I'm, I'm just kidding. saying... <laughs> People think he's the best coach. You want to pay him $10 million, fine, but you only have $15 million to pay the rest of his staff, whereas if I pay Mike McCarthy $5 million to be my head coach, i got $20 million to fill in Let my Let me staff. tell you why this is a really good idea. Um, it's not about the head coach. It's about the rest of the coaches. Um, because if there's, a, if there's a, a ceiling and the head coach accounts for 50% of it and you're not using the rest of your cap, you understand what I'm saying? If you're paying your coordinators five hundred grand each, Right. And you've got three and a half million left over. That's on you. And now there's now there's right. visibility for that. Sure. And it's going to. In other words, it's not going to happen. You're going to force the coordinators to make more money if there's a, if as the cap rises, because you're going to want to max out that cap. Otherwise, it looks bad at your, on your organization that no, we don't take care of our coordinators or we don't pay our head coach enough. All those things become visible with analytics. You know what I mean? There, there's now percentages to it. Whereas John Gruden gets ten million, he can pay his staff whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Correct. That's just sort of how it works. Tampa also, Bay had like 27 coaches this year. And, and and that's to me, that's a con for this argument. You won't be able to do that. And I think that's where we have to go. I think there should be a guy for everything right now in the league. If the league is worth this much and, and quarterbacks matter this much and corn, you know the secondary matters this much and special teams, you know, in its a small little ways matters this much, it does. You know, field goals matter a ton right now. Yes. Um, then every little intricacy should be should have a set of eyes on it, and I I, I don't want to see that go away. So if, 
if capping coaches or including coaches inside the the overall salary cap means we're going to limit the staff, that's a problem. But you know where I that, think it's got to go. More you know where that more. growth that growth is becoming in the analytics part of things. Of course, you know Mike McCarthy alluded to, and I don't know that it'll happen. His proposal of a fourteen person analytical yeah, and not, evaluation staff that he wanted to hire at his next job. I'm not sure that will happen. I'm not in Dallas sure what not, exists in but, Dallas, right but I, now, but I think right? that's where that's where you're. We think of coaches, and you think of the linebackers coach and the defensive yeah. line coach. Those kinds of guys are going to start to become. Coaching staff members. How can you not? You, you, you can't. How can you not? Because not it's anymore. Not, can't it's, ignore it anymore. Because not it's only important. do you have to be able to run the numbers, but you have to be able to relay the information to Correct. the football people in a right. way that they can actually use And understand use the numbers as they relate and to those people are plan. the gems. Right. Those people, it's, it's being able to communicate the numbers right. into football sense. And that's where the good teams win and the bad teams don't. That's, yep. just, how, that's just fact. Yep. The, uh, as far as... The hiring approaches, it's interesting, right? So the Cowboys they haven't made anything official yet as recording this podcast. You did say, though, in the middle of the Eagles game, right? It all came, it all dropped. Yeah. The Browns, um, it's like... Uh, Have you seen this? It's it's it, Well, it's like uh, Alex Trebek uh, introducing the Jeopardy of Champions guys, <laughs> right? I mean, hey, we're talking to this guy It just today. looks so awkward. Like, they're uh, promoting their interviews. It's so... I know they've always done this. It's I so get transparent it. compared to what Kevin and I have done covered All the NFL right. for but, most of our careers. And that's the blowback. You were trying to pull that like you were pulling teeth out of whether a guy was in but town I remember, not. yeah, you, you get a leak and you'd be like heading to the airport to catch a guy and, and you, you talk to, like, I remember talking to Teddy Cottrell when he interviewed for the Carolina Panthers gig. Yeah. Uh, and I knew Ted from uh, when I worked in the Bills uh, radio network and he was a defensive coach, linebackers coach for the Bills. Great guy. And, you know, in the in <laughs> standing in the airport, Ted's like, Kevin, what are you doing here? I, I but anyhow, but like the interview happened in the uh, atrium of the airport. Right now, it's like, hey, we're going to interview the guy. You can talk to him. There's media out a profile of yeah, him. He's walking like, in the building at one twenty. Like we're so excited PM, to have Brian know? Dable in our in our facilities right. today. Like, you know what? You do this every year. They're shooting. You should be embarrassed cannons. that this is happening again. Yeah. Yeah, there I would should agree. be a room in the Browns <laughs> well, facility. Yeah, the interview room. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, in, in the Giants and Panthers. Um, they're they're doing it quietly, and and aren't those That's, maybe two of the better gigs right now? I yes. I mean, I w- I wouldn't hate. I don't know about the Giants, Carolina. Stop it. You wouldn't like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton. They've been a Golden mess Tate. for going on like five years now. Evan Engram. That there are six offensive I, weapons right now that I would love to have I, have time with. I think the Giants have a much better upside. They, they just got to fix upsides. the defense. Yeah, and this thing's gonna go. Um, what I was going to say. I forgot what I was going to say about um, coaching searches. Uh, these coaching searches, keeping them quiet. Panthers, well, a good job. We're good on Ron Rivera. Anything yeah, well, to talk Ron about Rivera. There? They did that. Well, it was a Happy Thanksgiving Day, and and did you see that? Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder came out and <laughs> yeah, said Happy Thanksgiving, that's a everybody. Dude, man. Instead of Happy New Year, uh, when hiring Ron Rivera. Are we oh, surprised what? by that? By the way, why did Ron? I, why did I, he take it? Yeah, why did he? <laughs> I mean, I get it. There are only 32 of them, and every, the grass is always greener, and sometimes you ignore the, the, the warts. Yeah. And But I, it just seemed to me like Ron probably could have been up for any of these jobs. Yeah. Why did he choose Washington as the place he wanted to go? Uh, knows the conference. Uh, I think he sees that division is pretty wide open. Good point. Uh, so you and, wouldn't take Dallas over Washington? Um, boy. I would. Dallas a much better situation. I, would. I think much better support. Um, much well, better. I take, I take Jerry over Dan Snyder too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. 
Well, here's the thing. My thinking is Most in of Washington, these, he's probably the GM. Well, that's yeah, that, that's yeah. what I was going to say. That, when I said I forgot I was going to talk about uh, this was this was it, and the Browns are doing it this way too. We're going to hire the head coach and then Daniels the GM. Gets everything right. Which, yeah. by the way, people bristle at. That's become the norm now. Oh, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, yeah, people so, are yeah. like, I've seen like some pushback on that. Oh, that's the wrong way. No, you, you know, again, and we'll cite the, the team that we're most familiar with here in Buffalo that did it the same way too. You you bring the coach in and you get a GM that fits his vision. That's right. It, the other way around, it hasn't been as successful. I think the new norm in the yeah. NFL is, and the coaches are so much more, quote-unquote, important and high-profile than yeah. the GM is. There was a day and age when it was all dictated by the GM and he ran everything. Coaches have roster control. Coaches have draft control. That's how the league is now. So that makes sense to me. Well, yes, because the coach, this is what I'm going to do. Now you go get me the, the players that will fit this, and you take care of the contract stuff. Well, I also, right? yeah, the, yeah. I think the GM role has changed drastically in the last 10 years. Um, you know, the dad is everywhere. You know, there's, it's no longer a guy sitting behind a computer trying to figure this stuff out. It's all right there in front of you. Those guys are really just PR guys. You know what I mean? They're, half of their job is dealing with agents. Yes. So you got to be good at that. And every, but everybody, and the owners. Everybody and the owners. And the owners and, and sort of player management, what but, I mean, like but that's making per- sure you're all your players are doing well. Well, but there's a personnel guy for that. There, there's no, no, really no, a I don't mean kick. picking no. players. I mean managing No, no. Players. The personnel director does all, like, all of that stuff. No. No. No, no, no. no oh, no, no. yeah. No. When a guy has trouble with his girlfriend or yeah. his agent or oh, no, his you're bankrupt. Wrong. There's a personnel no, guy that, in the middle. No, no, that all goes to the GM. That starts with the GM, and then it's the player development guys that handle yeah. that kind of stuff. But that all winds up on the GM. I think that stuff's changing, Trust me, guys. we've known oh. and dealt with a lot of GMs who talk to us about spending more time on that than actual football. The, the, I, I think that's changing. I, I think I think there are there are more staff people in place now to deflect that stuff away from the GM who is really just this nerd. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't I'll, think I'll so. disagree with that. I think I think there's more nerdiness in the GM position. Yeah. Uh, there's more understanding. There's more. They can relate to nerds better. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm just. That's I'm, why I like a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's 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 what they need to do. Um. It, it's the evolution of the thing. But you know. I, uh, again, I'll just look at here in Buffalo. There's a there's a GM in training in Dan Morgan. Yeah. Right. Oh Former yeah. Linebacker. No question. Okay. So um, who's embracing all of it? No here. question. But the GM has his hands on everything. And you're telling me he's not taking most of that stuff you just mentioned. I, if anything gets the Brandon Bean right now, I'd be shocked. Oh, I think everything gets to Brandon. Everything. He knows of it, it starts, but he's not dealing no, with it. I think it. it starts with the GM, and then he distributes it from there. That's that's for I don't sure. Think Dan Morgan, as the player personnel guy, is dealing with uh, the backup defensive ends uh, oh, issues with his agent. I'd and his be shocked, family. you guys. I'd be shocked. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on instead of us sitting here uh, debating this like no, we're it's at a good bar. conversation. It's the well, role no, of the GM. It, it is, but listen, the GM. Um, they're in the locker room. They're they're doing all these things. I think it's they're they're relating to the players because because by the because I it's think maybe on them, the him. contracts on them. That's team by team. I think though, I don't think everybody's like that, mm. right? I think the good ones are involved. It's possible. I think the good well, ones are involved. A lot of the good ones are doing the coaching and the, <laughs> and and the sure. GM work. Sure. Yeah. So well, those what, the coaches who are the, uh, if they're the real general managers, uh, yeah, yeah they're GMs. Are handling logistical things, yeah. sure, but they're all, they're the ones dealing with the agents. The coach doesn't have time to talk to agents. Yeah. Right. He doesn't right. have time to deal with uh, the, the 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 marketing things and mm-hmm. and uh, to go to the uh, um, 
functions with the the, the owners mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Coaches will go to owners' meetings sometimes. Sure, uh, with those things. All right, let's talk about uh, updated Super Bowl odds here. Do we remember our picks? I remember I picked the Saints mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. Okay. That didn't go well for you. That did not go well for me, no. I'm still alive. Chiefs Niners. Right. Yeah. I had Seattle Baltimore as my pick, and then my betting favorites were the Packers Chiefs. So I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, your betting favorite didn't even play week one. I I like the Seattle. Shame on me for for picking a team that played in the wild card round. (laughs) (laughs) anyway um by the way i agree with the officials that i don't think that was an egregious push off by rudolph no not to mention can we just it's an objective call and you don't have to make the call at the end of the game correct it right i think most fans would prefer you didn't make the call at the end of, and that's why they didn't review it that's the end of the conversation right (laughs) it was a great throw great play all right so updated super bowl odds here the ravens are plus 200 Green Bay's plus 650. Titans plus 2,000. Let's talk about that for mm-hmm. a quick, uh, quick second. Oh, and the, tech, uh, the other one's Niners plus 290. Seahawks plus 1,100. Texans plus two, uh, 2,500. Chiefs plus 325. Vikings plus 1,200. The gap between the Niners and the rest of the NFC is interesting. Yeah, it me. is interesting. I mean, that's a heavy favorite now for forty for San Francisco. Minnesota the goes being to, out of the equation yeah. really helps San Francisco, I think, because of their home field advantage. But... I, I mean, the, the, to me, the Chiefs and the Ravens are a toss-up. That's what Vegas is saying. Yes. It's a toss-up. And it, if they both win, they'll play in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like 30 degrees. It's going to be fun. Is Vegas saying Seattle has no chance to go into Green Bay and win? Sure looks like out? it. I mean, sure looks that I way. I mean, this is an 11-win Seattle team that almost was the number, what, two seed, had, had uh, you know, had they not had game. a bad delay of game penalty in their last game. Right. I, I, I think that's game. way underestimating yeah. Seattle. Heck yeah. Oh, Plus, they've been there before. Most, you know, you got enough guys on that team that know how to do yeah, it. That's not Josh Allen going to Green Bay. No, that's Russell Wilson. Well, the Vikings. Listen, if the Vikings are going to beat the 49ers, Cook has a huge game, right? I think, yeah. And it's, it's got to be the exact same game they just had, right? And, and their if, defense, <laughs> Cook and their defense, and yeah. the Seahawks, and one or two throws from Cousins, right? And if the Seahawks are able to beat the Green Bay Packers, the way they're going to do it is all of a sudden Lynch has got to be able to take out. He's got to be five carries run. a game, right? It's, and it sounds like that they're going to try. Right, it sounds like they're going to open them up this week, so which makes sense against Green Bay. And we and we know what Tennessee. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Sneaky. I don't know what we know about they're, them. Right, they're sneaky. I think they're as good as they want to be on any given night. So, <laughs> as Derrick Henry goes, the Titans go. What's that? For Tennessee, sure. Kansas City. Is that what we're talking about here? Or Tennessee, Baltimore. Tennessee, Baltimore. Tennessee, Baltimore. Tennessee, Baltimore. You know what? Again, there's not going to be a pass thrown in that game. But I, I'll give, <laughs> I'll give. Mike Vrabel and those oh, God, coaches yeah. a, a benefit of the doubt that they will come up with something Belichickian yeah. to be ready for Lamar Jackson that either he hasn't seen before or that will slow him down for a, for a significant portion of the game, which is obviously the key to be able to allow you to use Derrick Henry. I mean, those are some sharp guys with ties to New England. They've got, some pr- they've got a great secondary yeah. uh, in Tennessee. Um, I by, could see that happening. By the way... Let's give Mike Vrabel credit mm-hmm. for what he did with the, the penalty situation. Awesome. It was it, awesome. It was phenomenal. And let's – Brett Kern, Pro Bowl punter yeah. from our Mike area. Buffalo guy, Western yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah a, a Buffalo guy. And for, what a weapon he is. Punting matters. Right? It Absolutely. <laughs> they played small ball, yeah. and they won playing small ball and playing smart – 
with taking that minute off of the clock crucial. That was the game. You did not give you Look, didn't give Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, time to win the football game at the end. Wasn't and he, it and he so knew it. cool to see Belichick fuming and dropping BS words on yes. TV when someone was doing something to him I just that wish he this, has done to people his whole life? I would have loved to have had the side judge mic'd up to say, this is the crap you've been doing all these years. Yeah. Right, Boom. Oh, right. Oh, this is all I'll say about and Tennessee And frankly, right as much as, I, as we've been watching a lot of football, I did not know the dynamics of you could only do that up to the five-minute mark. Um, you know, I, I, I never heard of that before. I mean, we've seen Belichick yeah. has educated all of us about nuances of the rules that we would have never thought about. That's not something that I would have ever thought you could do successfully. <laughs> I'll say two things about Tennessee. Number one is, from my perspective, through my lenses, uh, you know, the farther this team goes, the more fun it gets for me, because the quarterback and the running back and the and the right tackle and a couple of the linebackers need to get paid. So, you're 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 getting yourself closer and closer to a Joe Flacco type situation sure. for Ryan Tannehill, um, which is going to be very interesting to see what happens there. But number two is running backs don't matter until they matter. <sighs> Right. And this time of year, they matter. We talked about Marshawn Lynch in Seattle, yes. and he's going to matter uh, next Sunday. Derrick Henry matters. Um, and there is plenty of cap to go around. The, the Indianapolis Colts, who could be the favorites in that division next year, easily, depending on who the quarterback is, have $96 million to work with projected. You tell me you can't find room for a good running back contract on every team? You can. You yes. can. You can choose not to, but if you get to this time of year, you better have a good running back. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, you're 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 right and that's why the Titans have advanced to play the Baltimore Ravens and the Vikings. And the Vikings, and the Vikings too. Vikings. Right. Right. And the Chiefs might lose because they can't run the ball. I I don't right? I don't I I think I like the money lines on these games. You know? Outright? Outright. Just, you want Tennessee to outright beat Baltimore? If I'm a betting if you want to make a bet yeah. where you're going to get a big return, that's the one to do. I don't think I would. I think I'd rather bet Houston to beat Kansas City. Because of what I just said. Yeah. I think Fair I, point. I think if they stifle Lamar, Mark Ingram runs all over Tennessee. I don't I can't, I, I can't envision that happening in Kansas City. Fair point. Let's uh and you have the updated Super Bowl odds for MVP here and you know, if you're betting it now, uh, I think a Kittle would be a good bet. For the MVP? For the MVP. Yeah, if you're betting it now, like if you listen, we're right, talking about if they win. We're talking about if you're betting to make a big win. Yes. All right, he's going to be the weapon that Garoppolo uses if right. they win. You're, George you're probably Kittle, right? Yeah, George Kittle will be uh, one this to bet for on. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Right? How many times has it not been the quarterback? Oh, it's, I wish I had the numbers. Not very. I wish many. I had the numbers. I know it was a Pittsburgh wide receiver. Um, Wait, a d- was defensive it? back? Santonio Holmes. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Uh, did Santonio Holmes win it, or did Roethlisberger win it? That no, no, no. It was a wide receiver. Was right. it Malcolm Butler the pick against the, the no, Seahawks? No. Did he win the MVP? No, no it was. It was Brady, right? Yeah, I, I would Brady? guess it it's eighty percent or more quarterbacks in that award. I, I, I would so imagine why would you put right. money on anything other than the quarterback? Because the odds are good. Well, <laughs> that's right. why you do it. You want to win or not? <laughs> Let's talk uh, quick NBA. Okay, quick NBA note here to close out the show, and it's the Golden State Warriors. All right, uh, the inside game here. We've talked about him a bunch. I mean, Scott predicted that the, the, this tank was going to happen. I mean, he didn't predict Steph Curry's injury, but you know. He's not that big of a wizard. <laughs> right. Um, Could, you know, like, not that you root for – nobody roots for an injury. But when you look at it well, in hindsight – like ju- I just said in the NFL, if you're, if you're not first, 
Be last. Be last. And that's what's happening it's with which, Golden State. It, it, they are the worst team in basketball. Yes. And The Athletic puts this story out, and I couldn't stop reading. The, this is about Carl Anthony Towns. Well, this is about D'Angelo Russell first. Okay, so we remember how the, the Warriors got Russell. Right. With they the trade they, with, they with sign Brooklyn. and trade, trade Kevin Durant to, to Brooklyn and get D'Angelo Russell back in the deal. Um, and they sent a pick with him to do this. Okay, this was, this was sort of a questionable move at, at the time. And it's still questionable because you know Russell's hurt. He's not. He's not certainly not carrying that team. You know to twenty wins even. So, um, but he he was a heck of a player in Brooklyn last year. He sort of found his stroke in Brooklyn. So he was an up and coming superstar, super young still, but questionable. Now this story from the Athletic basically says this was a long play move. All right, this was not about twenty twenty by any regard. Okay, they knew they were going to be bad. They didn't think they were going to be this bad. They didn't anticipate all this happening. But they knew they weren't going to have Clay. They they knew they weren't going to have Durant. So bring in Russell, who can hold the fort down. Fine. Apparently, D'Angelo Russell is this centerpiece, right? He's this epicenter to this next wave of young talent, right? He is best friends with Devin Booker in Phoenix. He is best friends with Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. And in fact, Minnesota tried like hell to get D'Angelo Russell there this year, and the Warriors succeeded because they had Kevin Durant. And they okay? and they got wanted him to get there to. The key. Because of this Carl Anthony Towns relationship. Right. They Keep wanted, happy. They wanted two of the three cogs of the wheel in place. And, and basically what this, what this article is saying, and Kevin, if you don't mind, can you bring this up and give, give me the author? I want to give this guy credit. Um, the, the, the basic long play here is that this, they're, they're trying to line up the next version of the Miami Heat. This three-man team, this LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. And what did they do? They had Dwayne Wade there already. Right, they yep. had the one wheel, the one cog of the wheel in place, and then he recruited and fed all this information through agents and through all this stuff to the team, and said, "This is what's going to happen. This is when it's going to happen," and that's how Miami became Miami. It, it, it appears, and it may be speculation, but it appears that the Warriors are starting to do this with D'Angelo Russell. They're using him as this, as this link, and bringing information in about Carl Anthony Towns. And there's been all this hub of you know this this buzz now about. T- Towns not being happy, and I'm air quoting, not being happy in Minnesota, even though he just signed a five-year extension, a massive five-year extension. He's locked up. This guy is not available. But, and it's a big but, everybody's available. Everybody's available Because in the we NBA. just saw Paul George demand a trade, and four hours later, he's in Los Angeles. So if if that's possible, and that's clearly possible. Westbrook then, was traded. Then, yeah, right? Chris Paul was traded. This is all happening. So, Zach Harper is the author of the article, by the way. Great. Zach Harper. It's an awesome piece. I don't know if it's got a ton of substance. You know, I, I don't know how much legs it actually has, but it's an incredibly creative piece at the very least. Um, this is the kind of pieces the athletic wh- does. What they it, go yes. in depth on this stuff. Yes. This is not, hey, let's get this out in 144, 240 no, characters. They do their blurbs. homework and they write. Yes. Um, they which is a dying to go. heart right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you got a long lunch break and, and you're looking for something to read, pull up this Golden State uh, Warriors article. Now, here's what it doesn't do. It doesn't say if the play is let's get Carl Anthony Towns here now with Steph, with Draymond, with Clay, and become this super team, right? Or is this we're getting ready for the next iteration? Do you know what I mean? Because Steph and Clay are you know three maybe maybe three four good years left on, on their legs. Uh, realistically, I don't know. I don't know if Draymond even has two. Yeah. On that team. He just doesn't seem it seems like the, the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit from from a, well, a physical standpoint with Draymond, which that, you can understand. You can understand and you know uh he he's he's not stupid. Sure. 
right? Sure. You know, so he knows where he not, where he ranks on this list, right? Well, but, but he also like you know, man, I play, be playing with the same vigor. Ah, I see. You know, he, what I'm he saying? got paid. Yeah. I got paid. I'm, uh, we won everything. We won. Yeah, I got this baby on uh, 65. Locked it in on cruise control right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, this year for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, this there's year. no yeah, question. Yeah. There's yeah. no question. This year for sure. But we, we we spent so much time trying to fix the Warriors, and not only do I think they're not wanting to be fixed right now, but they're preparing themselves for maybe 2023 right now with D'Angelo Russell, which is just crazy to think about. But that's what this article basically alludes to is. They know what they're not right now. They know what, and oh, by the way, they could have a top three pick next year. Correct. To go with all of this we're talking about here. So, Steph, Clay, Draymond, possibly D'Angelo, a top three pick, and then possibly Carl Anthony Towns in a year or two, and then we well, go from there. Can they just spin that pick for Carl Anthony Towns? If they have to. If they have to. The, the, the article basically said, and please read, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody thinks a top three rookie is going to, you know, be worth a damn on that team right now. You know what I mean? We, how Experience matters in the NBA. It just does. Yes. That's why LeBron James continually wins because you have to know what you're doing. You have to be physically prepared to do it, be able to handle the marathon of the year, and then turn it up another notch in the playoffs. And you have to be able to anticipate. You know, A top three rookie, no matter how good he is in college, isn't going to do that for this Warriors well, team. It, so it, trading for a player like Kyron Fee Towns makes a heck of a lot more sense. The other reason why it doesn't work so much because these are 19-year-old kids coming into play yes. against 27, 30-year-old men. 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 <laughs> men that, hey, you know, <laughs> you, could, you could be strong in the weight room, but, you know, when a 28-year-old NBA yeah. veteran's leaning on you, there's a different kind of strength there. <laughs> right. Hey, sure. uh, one real quick addendum to our coaching conversation. As you guys were talking about that, it looks like Matt Rule to the Carolina Panthers. I love this. Is about I to happen. I love this. So that's interesting. Not a great history of guys coming from college into the NFL. Chip Kelly and some of the other ones. We'll he had see, a weird bowl, we'll, too. You know, we'll see. He's got a little <laughs> NFL experience, does Matt Rule. Um, and, uh, again, for people that are floating around here where we are, former uh, assistant coach at the University at Buffalo back in his oh, very nice. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so. Do we get to write the headline? Uh, Panthers rule in coaching search. Uh, yeah, a new rule. In care, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll leave that to The Athletic. We thank them for presenting today's show to you. Make sure you check out uh, the premium section. Become a premium member of SpotTrack.com. Ad-free experience and a lot of other great bonuses. Some additional podcasts uh, that you get during the week. For Mike Giannetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Track Podcast.